0: So you may have heard about this throughout their day, but it's a pretty big Supreme Court ruling that came down this morning from the Supreme Court of Canada, which involves a high school teacher out of London who uh, used a pen camera to sneak uh, views and looky-loos at the uh, I get more than two dozen female students at school and take shots of their boobs. And he'd stand over them and, I guess, look down. His name is Ryan Jarvis, and he was charged with voyeurism. And this is where your, your, your head explodes, because he was acquitted originally on the charge by a lower court. One judge said the students had some expectation to privacy, but it wasn't clear if it was sexual. Then the appellant court said, well, it was sexual, but the students shouldn't expect privacy at school. It goes to the Supreme Court of Canada, which then brings back sanity and says, no, you're a pig guilty of voyeurism later. Honestly, let's bring in Lorne Honigman to this conversation. He is our legal expert here uh, to break down, you know, h- how this came to be. Alright, Lauren, once again, the court's uh, getting it wrong, getting it right, getting it wrong, and today finally getting it right. First of all, how on earth does it th- even have to get to the Supreme Court? This is ridiculous.
1: Well, this always happens, Alex. <laughs> when you have a new section of the criminal code, voyeurism is is relatively a new section. It's got all these constituent elements. Not only does it have to be in the context of, of a sexual nature, that's sort of easy, you would think, although the lower courts did have a little problem with that, but it's the it's the other part of it that that now has more far-reaching ramifications, and that is the reasonable expectation of privacy in somewhat of a public place. And that is different because... It, the, the cases that dealt in voyeurism since the section came in, you know, somebody puts a, uh, a camera in a bathroom, mm-hmm. it's straightforward. Uh, somebody uses a, uh, one of those upskirt videos, pretty straightforward. But here, this is in a public place, this is, or, or pseudo-public places, school, etc. Now, I know what, what you're thinking and a mm-hmm. lot of people thinking, but wait a minute, he's recording, uh, he's recording breasts. For all intents and purposes, yeah.
0: Dare a parent think or a student think that they might have a, a reasonable expectation that my breasts would not be, you know, right. for show, you
1: right. know? And he's got 35 video files on on that little camera pen. And but
0: we don't sexual. know if they're sexual, like, like no. no, no
1: well, that that and 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 again, that was that was one of the the lower courts looked at that, and the court of appeal no. here in Ontario it looked at it, said, oh yeah, it's sexual, but it was the expectation of privacy against the location. What the court did, now here's the reason why this is an important decision. This is why we say, okay, because you take this decision and then you extrapolate it. Because what what, what the court said here, it's not just because you can't just say if somebody is in a public place that they have now given up. Their right to privacy, i.e., that there's no reasonable expectation of privacy, and the court set out, as it likes to do, all these different factors: the location of where the person is. Yeah, that will be one factor. But now you're going to look at what? What was it? Uh, what was the impugned contact uh, conduct? Was it observation? Was it recording? Uh, what, what was the manner? How was it done? What was the subject manner? all of it now becomes important. And why is that important? Let's extrapolate to, uh, to the um, Rogers Center. You know, you go to, a, you go to a, a, a baseball game at the Rogers Center, and you're one of the 50,000 people, and you know how they like to take shots of people and put them up on the big screen, mm-hmm. okay? Nobody would ever say, oh, you breached my privacy. You would say, no, 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 you don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy. You went to a baseball game with 50,000 people. However... If the camera somehow was now focusing in on certain areas of your body, um, certain things that you never would have ever agreed to, etc., cetera, um, now you'd say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I'm in this public place um, I've now, uh, I have a reasonable expectation of privacy. It's in, 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 in what has now occurred. In other words, privacy is not an all or nothing concept. So whether it's public or semi public, that doesn't automatically, as the court says, negate all expectations of privacy. And, and that's important. Because that means that when you extrapolate it to other situations, and and the police, for example, that may use audio or visual recordings, that may become important down the road as well.
0: Yeah, which... You know, and you're reminding me of something. I don't know if you heard the headline today, so I'm totally putting you on the spot, about the Toronto police saying they're not going to use that device that, uh, you know, might record the sound of a bullet being fired because of privacy, you know, concerns again. Okay, so change the law, for God's sake. Someone in in politics, do your job and change the laws so that when lawyers like yourself, Lauren, go into a courtroom, there's no loophole that allows for people to get away with stupid stuff they shouldn't be getting away with.
1: Well, yeah, and and you can change try and legislate. You know what the problem is, Alex? You can try and legislate every type of eventuality, but we live in a world where technology is changing all the time. And so one of the things this, the court has done in this case is basically saying that you've got to evaluate privacy in the light of all these changing technologies, and it's, uh, and, and, and it cuts both ways. It cuts for everyone. It's not just, you know, and I think that's the important thing that people have to understand. You know, you look at something like this and you go, well, you know, this is like, what is this, this slam dunk? I mean, you mm-hmm. start taking surreptitious videos. Of, of a young woman's uh, breasts or, or cleavage, uh, certainly that they would have a reasonable expectation of privacy in their body in this, it doesn't matter where they are. Yeah, okay, and that's why this case sort of affirms that and away we go but how does it now, what else does it mean for everyone else? And if you start saying to your point, Alex, let's try and legislate every possibility, it, it, becomes, it becomes a problem. And that's why we do need the courts to come out with decisions like this. And, and now, now what happens is, now what legislatures can do is they look at this and they, and they, they can be more focused if they are going to create any types, of, any, type, any types of laws. But. I think in this case now, Mr. Jarvis, uh, our our teacher, or um, maybe he's a former teacher. I'm not sure. Um, oh, I'm oh, I'm now, sure
0: he's been getting. I'm sure he's been doing a nice little desk job at home, getting paid
1: by the union. I mean, well, he's gonna he's now gonna have to go back to court in London to the original uh, trial judge, and he's gonna have to be sentenced.
0: Yeah, and I think he. How how long was he? Uh, uh what's he looking at?
1: Well, the the maximum sentence is five years, and I don't know if he and I, I he's not going to get. I'm sure he won't get the maximum sentence, but he'll, you know. Of course
0: he, not. Why would why would we ever punish people? I mean, of course not. It's Canada. Oh, no, he'll be punished,
1: uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe not to the maximum sentence. And then, of course, he's going to be facing a disciplinary hearing from the Ontario College of Teachers. Yeah. He'll face that as well, and he could very easily lose his license to practice. So it's. Do you um, think? So Do you for think? for Mr. Jarvis, it's. Uh, you know, this is one of those, this happens in, in, in our world of law, Alex. You get a name attached to a case, so the, the Jarvis case will, will forever be now attached to the yeah. issue of reasonable expectation of privacy, and what does that mean in a public place, but there's a man who, whose life is now, uh, uh, as of today, uh, will be obviously, if it hasn't been greatly affected, will be greatly affected from here on in.
0: Not a happy Valentine's Day for him, but deservedly so. All right, Lauren, you have yourself a a lovely... um, Yes,
1: I I must get back to my Valentine's Day (laughs) Day celebration.
0: I would not want her to blame me. Always blame Pearson for ruining it.
1: All right, (laughs) thanks
0: for sure. And that is Lauren Honickman. But, you know, yeah, like, as a student or a parent, like, if you cannot have a reasonable expectation, you know, your daughter's in school, and, uh, or, you know, she's out at the mall or whatever, and, and some looky-loo is, like, looking down her blouse. Like, honestly, I just feel like the, the charter is just being manipulated. I also think that, that that common sense has just left the courts. It's just crazy to me. What, some of the things that we're, we're hearing about and, and things aren't happening, and then they do. It's like common sense, man. When did it go away? <laughs> I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.